are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. You know what? Uh, John Schuster and I have been talking about some NBA playoffs, and being that we can tie everything into the U of A with DeAndre Ayton, that's what we're going to do, so therefore we're going to talk some NBA playoffs. Schuster's a big hockey fan. You know, I had to what, drag him over here from the hockey game, and uh, that is not on in the background. Actually, Schuster, would you like me to put on the hockey game? No, no, no. This is this is, this is is fine. Right. We're, as we're recording this... Uh, the Clippers are well on their way to tying this series of two all unless uh, Utah makes a pretty dramatic comeback. And uh, Vegas leads at the end of the second period. So I've got the third period recording in game one of that well, series. Well, here you go. So we're uh, good to go. If you don't mind, if you don't mind me uh, dominating your podcast for a little bit yeah, here. That's why you're here. The Golden Knights and the Phoenix Suns have a lot of similarities. Talk to me. Okay. The Suns. The, the Knights, they're The Vegas. Golden Knights are the Vegas, are, right, are, are right. the Vegas legacy team. The are, they, Suns, are you a Knights fan? Yeah, I like the Knights. I'm, right. I'm a Blues fan. Oh, that's Saint, right. Saint a lot Louis. of St. Louis teams. Right. But generally speaking, I like the Knights. I got some friends in Vegas. They they like the Knights. So if the Knights do well, that's great. Right. Uh, anyway, there's a Phoenix, as you're well aware. Arizona, in general, is very much a transient state. Phoenix, a transient, a tra- transient city, of course. Lots of people from the Midwest move to Phoenix. But there is a there there are a sliver of folks in the Valley. Uh, who are within summary, who have been in Phoenix for 50 years, okay? So they remember a very different Phoenix than a lot of people who came here later. Mm -hmm. That's why the Suns are so important to a sliver of the Arizona, of the population of Arizona, not Tucson so much. Tucson's its own different animal when it comes to this, as you're well aware. Mm-hmm. If there's anything related to Phoenix, Tucson hates it. Right. Uh, so, so, so it's very entertaining, as you've mentioned on a fair mm-hmm. amount of sure. occasions, all the Suns fans that you're all of a sudden Everywhere. seeing walking around Everywhere, Tucson now, right. that have always been Suns they fans. They their Kobe jerseys. <laughs> exactly. Yes. yes, they have, and and now they're all in on the Valley. Right. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> the Valley. Yes, <laughs> but. For every city and, and the folks who are there when this happens, there is a, a sports franchise. If you're a sports fan, there's a sports franchise that came in that gave your city credibility. It wasn't, and, and at the professional level, for Phoenix, that city was the Suns. Uh-huh. There are two different steps here. There's credibility, and then there's we're a big-time city. The NFL, when you get an NFL it's like team... like a big-time media market talent that would maybe come to Tucson. Or, or something, something yeah. like that. When you, get, when you get an NFL team, that means you're a big city. Mm-hmm. You're legit. You're not a college town anymore. Right. Okay? But when you get a professional franchise, that first franchise is the legacy franchise, and that's the one, especially if they haven't won. There's a sliver of the population of Arizona that will go bonkers if the Suns win the NBA championship Mm -hmm. because they have been waiting for this since the franchise's inception. One of the things that isn't discussed about Phoenix, because it was always the curse of the Bambino, it was always the Chicago Cubs, it's still the Cleveland Indians. At the second tier is Phoenix. The Suns are so one of the... So they're not even... Phoenix isn't even good enough to be the... Uh, no, they don't even have a curse. Even right. though everything about them is a curse, they're, they're a great curse story. The coin flip. Mm-hmm. 
Colangelo loses the coin flip, the Bucks get Al Cinder. Right. You know, it started there. That and that and that's kind of the Phoenix history. There's always something about the Suns that works against the Suns. Uh, but if you've been here for a long period of time, that's the team that you remember. That's your first sports franchise, and that's the one that you really want to break through. You like the Diamondbacks. You're good with the Cardinals. You're okay with the Coyotes if you like hockey. But if you've been here since the '60s or the '70s, the Suns are your sports team in the rest of Arizona. Again, Tucson largely excluded to this. And and there are a lot of there's a sliver of folks more than you think who are really excited about what's going on right now because this kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And it's sort of like a, what's happening here? And, and it's almost like all of the bad luck, and there's obviously a lot of basketball mm-hmm. still to be played, but it's almost like all of the bad luck that has culminated with Phoenix over a 53-year franchise tenure is somehow working its way back around from a karma standpoint. You know what it is to me a lot? It's that... What's so unique about this is there's been two incarnations of the Phoenix Suns in my lifetime. Now, I know that you go back to the inception, but with the Phoenix Suns in my lifetime, there's been two eras where the Phoenix Suns could have won an NBA championship. You had the Chuck era, and you had the Steve Nash era. And neither one of those snuck up on anybody. Right. Because here's the difference. is When I was in, again, when, when Charles Barkley came to came to Phoenix, I think I was eight. But it didn't really matter. This actually proves my point. Charles Barkley coming to Phoenix was a huge deal. I when I when people talk to me and they'll say, oh, is DeAndre Hopkins the biggest signing in era like in Arizona sports history or or just our JJ Watt or something. No, 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 no. It's Chuck. Chuck hit here because Chuck at the time was arguably the second best player in the world. He had an oversized personality, and you knew immediately that the Phoenix Suns were probably going to be pretty good and were probably going to be a problem. Then you look at the Steve Nash time. it That was just more of a collection of talent because you had Nash. You had Stoudemire. You had Sean Marion. You had, I mean, when you got... Joe Johnson was on that for, roster. For a while, for right. Joe Johnson was there. So you had all of these different guys. So that didn't really sneak up on anybody. This Phoenix team, though, has snuck up on people, including myself, because I figured Chris Paul would get hurt at some point, and it looked like for a while that Chris Paul was going to get hurt. And then I still wondered for the longest time, and we've talked about it, is DeAndre Ayton the... Is he a stats guy, or is he a winning basketball player? kind of the same thing with Devin Booker to a certain extent. Is he a winning basketball player? Or is he your J.R. Smith that you look up and you scored 30 points and you're like, man, he sucks. Or or the team isn't very good. Or the team just isn't very good. And yeah. Somebody's got to score their points. This team's kind of made a believer out of, I think, a lot of different people. And when you look at it now, they have legitimate odds to win the NBA championship, which is just two weeks ago that would be an unfathomable right right that would be a very different yeah. uh, thing to hear mm-hmm. uh and 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 now with the injury to the nets i'm not sure the nets are getting out of this week oh i don't think you they know are. I, I remember last right. week when we were talking on podcasts and everybody else was talking about podcasts like the nets are gonna run away with this it's gonna be boring they might lose one game in the playoffs now they've had two significant injuries and they're on the doorstep of not getting out of the next uh of this round and and then if that's the case the whole thing's wide open. The whole thing's wide open, exactly. I'm also not a big fan of the woulda, coulda, shoulda in the NBA, and because the Nets are a perfect example of that. Whenever somebody says, well, you basically have the amount of titles that you have. 
and you know, I'm kind of of the belief that everything kind of comes around full circle in that regard. The Phoenix Suns, obviously, you know, you got the, some really bad luck because they would have smoked that Cavs team. And that's the and that's that's the one year that I think Suns fans, longtime Suns fans, mm-hmm. and and like anything, you know, when the Suns are awful for a dozen years and they're winning twenty games, you're not paying attention to the Suns. Unlike okay, which- you know, but that one was very different because it felt like that it wasn't an injury that took that title away from them. It, it wasn't a referee that took that title away from them. It was the NBA I would even go a step. that took that title away from them. And that left a really unpleasant taste, certainly in my mouth and a lot of in the mouth of a lot of other fans. You don't want an unpleasant taste in John Schuster's mouth. You certainly certainly do not want, at least John Schuster does not want that. By the way, I I don't know. Another guy who would be interesting to talk to in regards to this if you felt like doing it just on your own free time is Anthony Mm Gimino. Gimino grew up in Phoenix and is about my age and has a lot of the same stories and same recollections Mm -hmm. regarding the Suns as I do. There's one other name that I'd like to get to in terms of seeing if. The guy who I really want to see win a title for the Suns, I've got, I've got a friend in Salt Lake who's been a Suns fan and will always be a Suns fan, diehard Suns fan. You know what? Would love to, to see why don't him. we use that as a tease okay. for the next break? Ooh, that's impressive. One thing that I do want to tell, and I can guarantee you, John Schuster only hangs out with the strongest, the most machismo of men. And you know what? These people consume built Bars. That's just the way it goes these days. If you are in shape, if you are animated, if you're anything about your outdoor... Do you know, what, do you know what's happened right now, Mike? What's that? It's, it's like all these guys who say, Schuster, get me a Bilt Bar, because you know where they are. They're GNC. Get me a Bilt Bar. Me a bill. It's like I'm the guy who they're beating up. For sure. So what right I need on. to do is take about a dozen... Do- is, 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 is it fair to say about that a dozen Bilt been... Bars myself so that these guys aren't kicking my ass? And is it fair because to say, they that, take you, bar all the fair to say that you haven't been picked on nearly as much since you started consuming Bilt Bars? No, it's because I can run faster. That's a, that's a good point. Whatever you want to go with, <laughs> keep it locked on, Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. John Schuster led with maybe the best tease that I've ever heard about how think, he was happy yeah. about something. So, Schuster, what do you got? Yeah, I think universally everybody would consider that one of the greatest teases in podcast history. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it, up there with the time spent listening model. Uh, where, you know, very. It's just taken over. It's all very listening. T- sure. All very listening. It's very, that good very, that it's all very listening. Yeah, sure. it's, it's very important. Compass. It's so important that it's all very listening. Um, the, the individual who I hope the Suns win a title for the most is Al McCoy. Mm-hmm. By the way, real quick, my model is this. My motto, model, well, I guess you technically could say model. Could it be a mantra and a credo all at the same time? Yeah, I think it is. Or code. Oh, um, wow. But uh, the code of Nate. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or the code of Mike Luke in this case. It certainly is. I want to hear it. If you say you're a Phoenix Suns fan, mm-hmm. but you do not know who Al McCoy is. Just shut up. I don't care if you're 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't care if you're 90. <laughs> If you do not know who Al McCoy is, your opinion does not count. Go sit over there and let other people talk about this. And I'm dead serious about that. If you do not know who Al McCoy is, I'll give you an idea. I'll give you an idea. I'm in this group chat with Sheer and this other guy who's a really nice guy. It's not Ben White. Otherwise, I would just say it's Ben White. But another guy who's, who's a nice enough guy. He doesn't even pretend to be an NBA fan. So I'm not beating mm-hmm. up on him. But he tunes in and uh, he's listening to the Suns game and he says... 
who's this old guy that won't be quiet? And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's talking about Al, Al McCoy. McCoy. Uh-huh. That's my rule of thumb. If you don't know who Al McCoy is, get off the stage. What do you say about that shoot? I would agree completely. Mm-hmm. He is one of the, uh, from a broadcast standpoint, he's, he, is, he is one of the regional legends. Mm-hmm. Do you know how old he is? You want to make a guess? Venture a guess. So he's been going since, what, 68? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the Suns are in their 53rd year. He's been there the whole time. 81. It's not far off. 87. And you know what's amazing, too? He sounds pretty damn good. He sounds really good. That's mm-hmm. why I immediately snapped at this guy. So <laughs> yes. I said, dude, well, you do realize he said this guy sounds like he's 100 years old. And I said, well, well you do realize <laughs> that he's basically <laughs> almost 100 years old. No, guys like that are absolutely. He's been working at the same job for more than half of that. Yes. Guys like that. Phenomenal. You know, guys like that are absolutely just you don't come across people like that. Now, Vin Scully gets all of the love that he does, that, and as he should. Absolutely. As he should. Everybody knows how good Vin Scully is. It's always, I've always found it a little interesting, though, that Al McCoy, and I get it, it's the Phoenix Suns, this and that, but more people don't know about Al, Al McCoy. McCoy. Because, yeah. like you just uh-huh. talked about, when you're, when you have a franchise, it's not like this is the Vancouver Grizzlies here. This is a franchise that's been around for a long, for a long time. They've been around for, and they've had one broadcaster. And they've had one they've broadcaster. They've had one main radio broadcaster we the whole about, time. We talk and, about And the thing is, it is one of those things in broadcast circles mm-hmm. where everybody, understandably, mm-hmm. when you're in an NBA venue or you're in the press corps or something like that, you know Al McCoy. Mm-hmm. You like Al McCoy. You've heard Al McCoy. You say, wow, Al McCoy's pretty darn good. Right. Um, you know, has, has he lost a step here and there? Yeah, probably. Oh, he's but he's still, he still sounds pretty damn right, good, doesn't right. he? Um, the, better than I would do. And that. I'm a pretty damn old dude, uh-huh. okay? Right. I grew up listening to Al McCoy and right. thought Al McCoy was awesome. Right. The, other indiv- the other broadcaster in the NBA, and I'm one of those kind of radio geeks. I listened to a lot of radio oh, no. when I was 10 years old, 12 years old. I would listen to hazy AM radio coming in and out depending on, you know, from what John, electric... Prescott to... You know, whatever electric uh, right. pole was getting in your way. Mm-hmm. But there were always two broadcasters that I, radio wise, that I would go out of my way to listen to who were accessible. Um, one was Al McCoy, obviously easy to access with the Suns. The other was Bill King, who was the uh, broadcaster for the uh, Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. and also an iconic broadcaster for the Ra- Raiders, uh, for the Giants, a lot of Bay Area, uh, a lot of Bay Area teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Fantastic. Right. He had, I don't know if folks have gone on Facebook recently and looked at the Mike Luke mustache of late. Bill King in the 70s had kind of the Leroy Neiman kind of curly cue right. up, almost Mike Luke mustache. Wow, Sam Elliott. You would love some serious Bill King. And, uh, and, and, so he was a good-looking so, dude. He, not only a good-looking dude, he, but, but, but a great broadcaster as well. No, those were two men. that I liked. One of the broadcasters are not leaders of men. That's broadcasters right. just right. broadcast they just the lead. action. They just they they just lead by calling the play by play. The other guy in the area who I also really enjoyed, you know, obviously is Chick Hearn. I don't know how much of Chick Hearn you were oh, able yeah. to listen to, but uh, he was the Lakers announcer, the iconic Lakers announcer, of course, and uh, was excellent as well. There's something about, and you can probably do this sport by sport by sport by sport. Baseball certainly has a bunch of these guys. Uh, you know, football does. There are some remarkable basketball announcers as well. And folks in their respective community 
uh, remember them fondly for the right reasons. Right. I think last week we talked about Brian Jeffries in Tucson. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of similarity to what Jeffries has been able to do here and some of these other guys have been able to do at the professional level. And in McCoy's case, well over 50 years, it's absolutely I amazing. I would love to see the Suns win a title just so that he could broadcast something like that once in his career. And it's one of those things, too. He's never really, outside of the one time with the, well, actually, it has been twice, but it'd be interesting to pick his mind on just what it's been like covering the Phoenix Suns. Because, yeah. now, listen, he's he's going to give you a public canned answer, or, oh, I feel privileged to mm-hmm. you know do this and that. It would just be funny, though, to or But if you could get see. him off mic, how yeah, interesting say, would he be? Say, dude, you uh-huh. basically covered a crappy franchise <laughs> for your, almost your entire life. Break it down for me. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so, but, oh, I'm, I'm totally in on that. Al McCoy would be an absolute... Al, Al McCoy would be absolutely fantastic to be able to just kind of pick his brain right here. Now, let me ask you this, Schuster, before we uh, before we sign off here. Phoenix Suns going to win a title? It kind of feels that doesn't way, it? doesn't it? And that's weird. Right. So, yeah, I think, and, and the thing is right now, the, the Nets are the big if uh-huh. card out there. If they get Irving and Harden back in time, and that's a huge Huge. They're both out for huge game five, right? It, mm-hmm. if. That's a huge it as well. They're probably, I think it's safe to say, most people believe that healthy, the Nets are the best team yeah, in no the NBA. No doubt. Okay. Um, but you look at the other two teams in the East. I remember, and you, you watch the NBA a lot more closely and probably saw these games. I think it was around March, fairly late in the, seasons, the, the season. The Suns had a gauntlet East Coast trip uh-huh. where they played the Bucks, they played the Sixers. I think the Nets were on that bill. The Hawks were on that bill. There were a bunch of teams that they came up against, right. and um, and they and they were very competitive. And I think even won some of those games. Right. I think they beat the Bucks at the buzzer. They might have knocked off the Sixers. I start thinking, okay, you went on this gauntlet in the regular season and held your own just fine. You're you absolutely have a shot against either the Sixers or the Bucks if that's who you're going up against, and I feel the same way. I, you know, it looks like the Hawks are probably up against it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then if you look at the Western Conference, yeah, Utah had a better record, right? But the Suns had a couple games. What, what were the Suns against Utah? Three and one this Three season, and, and two of those, right? They dominated. Were absolute dominations. Yeah, right. were, were were dominant performances, and I think they had similar success against the Clippers. So you feel good about their position right now. And with the Nets in a state of injury disarray, it's not out of the realm of, of craziness to say that right now the Suns may very well be the favorite. All right, so you're going on record and saying you like the Suns. That, that's, they're, a, they're, that's an affirmative. Anytime John Schuster doesn't speak, I can speak for him. It is your podcast. It is my I guess, podcast. I guess even if I say no... You can say John Schuster's on the record as saying yes. You know what I'm going to say? At uh, the end of the day, I decide. <laughs> For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke, and by the way, Stat Hero is where you want to get everything to combat nerdy people like myself, and you know what? There's one thing that I have never been able to conquer in life, and that has been Stat Hero. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.